In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I feel like we've been waiting for this particular Sunday for the last at least four months, maybe the last year and a half. Um, we've been waiting to return to have Sunday formation for our young people to gather in Carpenter Hall, um, to have speakers again in person, that feeling of kind of energy that comes when Sunday school picks up. So yesterday I come up at 5 p.m. to find that the tower is no longer working. It's next to the soundboard in the parish hall, which is going to impact um, our speaker today. Oh, it's working now. Oh, good news. <laughs> and then walk in this morning to find out that some evil spirits have in, um, kind of found their way into our sound system. I'm not sure if we can do anything about that. Two of the lights have gone out. The AC unit is not working. <laughs> I think. It doesn't feel like it. Um, and yet we're all here. And yet we're here. And we can be here. And all that other stuff probably doesn't matter. What matters is that we can gather and have our lives shaped by our faith. That we can receive the gift of God's love in the Eucharist, that we can sing, that we can look in each other's eyes and offer the peace. That's really all that matters, and so I'm glad that you are here. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood is to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. It's probably my favorite prayer in the entire Book of Common Prayer. No, it means a lot to many of y'all. It is the prayer that is uh, attributed to St. Francis on page 833. And I don't know if it's true or not. I don't know if that's really what St. Francis wrote or, or said. But, you know, people have always kind of quoted Francis and saying that he had this idea of preaching the gospel at all times. You know, and if necessary, use words. This idea that our lives become the way that we share our faith. But it's interesting that people have talked about, and maybe it's been this excuse for Episcopalians not to have to be too evangelistic, I guess, um, that they've loved that prayer so much. But if you look at the readings today, especially Isaiah and, um, and James, James really talks about how problematic words are. Words have to be used carefully. 
They have that ability like a fire to, to destroy a forest. I mean, we've seen the way that words can stir up hate and violence. It's interesting that we see the, how pro, uh, problematic words can be, and, and that's the lectionary's kind of sense of humor on the day that we've invited a Pulitzer Prize-winning author to, <laughs> to be with us in our formation hour. Words have that capacity. And it's, I think, worth reflecting because what we have seen lately, I think, is that all of us have more and more access to, the, to mediums to share our words. We have, anybody can go out and create a blog and become an expert if they have enough followers. We, um, even at St. Stephen's, Becky, Catherine, and I have taken on this practice of writing daily, and, and so it's interesting that, that that caution comes with words. And I think one of the, the kind of ways that we ought to be considered invited to, to reflect after today is that maybe words are not the ultimate answer. I mean, we're seeing that with social media, that everybody's answer is not fixing any problem, it's just exacerbating everything and making it worse. Our words are not the solution. I struck with two images today um, that I've been reflecting on this week. The first is a little longer ago, it was 1987. And, and I think in my own research about kind of how we've handled this pandemic, came across the story of Princess Diana. And she walked into the, the, the Middlesex London Hospital in 1987. The AIDS epidemic was um, becoming the kind of big conversation around public health. There was a lot of studies out there that said there was no reason to fear around contact, but that was not the kind of public perception. And so in she walked into a hospital this person that had the ability to use words to change the world. And it wasn't her words, but the simple extension of a hand. She placed her hand on the hand of a patient with AIDS. The picture went viral, as much as it could without Facebook in 1987. But thinking about that image, because it had the power to evoke such a more compassionate response than any reflection could possibly do. A simple act of, of compassion and care. The other image is probably a little bit more closer to home. 20 years ago, I was in my fraternity house watching the news 20 years ago yesterday, and I remember this feeling of anger and fear as I watched the towers come down, the tragedy of lives lost. What's been interesting in my own reflection, and I don't know if this is the same to y'all, that, that, that day is still so important each year to mark that, that occasion. But it's been interesting that I don't have the same hatred and fear that I had 20 years ago. I have this great sense of hope doesn't mean there's not sadness for the lives lost, but it's the hope that comes when, when people 
with big coats and oxygen marched into that building to give their life for other people. It's that image. It's not people writing about it. It's an image of compassion, of action. We have become so accustomed to trying to have the right answer. We hear it in our scripture today. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> we are not going to get it right. And that what James says? You are not going to have the right words to say. No one is perfect. But we can. We can live our lives in a way that conveys a much deeper sense of purpose in love. We can be instruments of peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is dis discord, where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand. To be loved is to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. And it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. We don't have to have all the answers. We don't have to have the right thing to say. All we have to do is be willing to give of ourselves. Amen.